We're glad to be in the house of the Lord. Said, how many glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I was down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They had a brother there. He shouted like James Brown. I said, I always wanted to know what James Brown would look like if he had the Holy Ghost. Well, he displayed to me what it would look like. And I was looking at your pastor, across my mind, what the life would look like if he had the Holy Ghost, what he would be shouting about. So I get a little glimpse of, praise the Lord, of what he would look like and what he would sound like. The songwriter said, amen, like David dance, we can dance. Praise the Lord. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I'm going to ask you something before I get preaching. How many would really want to dance like David dance? Now, those of you that are shouting, you probably don't know how David danced. The scripture says he danced like a madman. I mean, he literally looked like he was crazy. He looked like he lost his mind. So in order for you to dance like he did, they'll probably kick you out of the church after a while because they would surely come to the conclusion that you are totally crazy. Hallelujah. But I'll tell you something about this Holy Ghost anointing. When it comes upon you, hallelujah, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So as long as the Holy Ghost anointing is upon you, it doesn't really matter what anybody says. Oh, how you might feel. Praise the Lord. Thank God for Holy Ghost power. And there are times that we have experienced the power of the anointing of God. And there is nothing like it. Hallelujah. I am convinced there is nothing like what I have right now. Because what I have right now, I'm going to wake up with it tomorrow morning. I'm not going to have to worry where I was and what I did. I know where I was at, and I know what I was doing. And what I was doing was praising the name that is above every name. God is worthy today. And I'll tell you why God is worthy, because God's been a good God. And I'm going to tell you if God hasn't done anything for you, don't shout and don't praise him, because he ain't really worthy in your life. But if the Lord has been good, and if the Lord has blessed your life, and if the Lord has been a person of God to you, has been there at the midnight hour when nobody else was there, then God is worthy of your praise and your glory and your honor. And nobody has known, nobody can know what God has done for you, but you yourself. That's why you can praise the Lord. That's why you can give God glory. Because somebody lifted you up and somebody brought you out. God is a door where there is no door. Hallelujah. And glory be to the name of the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a hand praise. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Second Samuel chapter 6. I'm going to read two portions of scripture. Verse 9 and verse 14. I pray tonight that God would just anoint this place. That's all we need is the anointing of God. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is shouting. 
and there is dancing, and there is praise, and there is victory. There is restoration. There is life because God is life. I want you to know that we have the anointing and the unction of God inside of us. This Holy Ghost anointing, hallelujah, God gave it to us. And besides coming upon us, it moves within us. So thank God that we have something that makes us do what we do. You may not feel I praise in the Lord. But I'll tell you, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you can say what Jeremiah said. I said I wasn't going to preach it, but I felt fire shut up in my bones. As long as you feel this Holy Ghost power, that's all you need. Hallelujah. You don't have to look at your situations or circumstance. All you got to do is draw from within and know that you got the holy anointing of God that is able to change every situation and circumstance. God is still a God that heals. And God is still a God that delivers. And God is still a God that renews. There ain't nothing that God cannot do. And for him that believeth, all things are possible. Hallelujah. So you might as well make up your mind. I'm going to get a feeling up of the Holy Ghost tonight. And I'm going to walk outside of this place giving praise to God. And a desire going another mile in God. Hallelujah. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 9 and verse 14. The word reads, And David was afraid of the Lord that day, and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? And David was afraid of the Lord that day, and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Verse 14. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. Can you imagine what you would do if you did something with all your might? That means everything you got, every bit of energy that you had. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. And with the reading of this portion of scripture, I want to preach upon this subject tonight. Is there a David in the house? Is there a David in the house? Why don't we lift our voices right now and put a little bit of this might into our volume? Praise the Lord. We're not really that quiet of people. Get somebody to get you good and mad and you'll find out how shy and quiet you are. So I'm just asking you just to put the volume a little higher. You might not have to shout this roof down, but just put it a little higher and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we're asking you of your holy anointing and the power of your spirit. God, we are your people, the sheep of your pasture. And right now, we invite your presence, Lord, God, to visit us and lift us up in you. Let the power of the Holy Ghost anoint this place. God, let the renewing of your spirit. God, renew every heart and mind in you tonight. And we'll give you the praise and the honor. We ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And to you be the honor and the glory in Jesus' precious name. 
Give the Lord a big hand praise as you are seated. Hallelujah. When David became officially the king of Israel, the Bible says that the Philistines heard about it. And they came to make war against David. They came in the multitudes and they filled the valley. And when David heard about it, he arose with his army. And the scripture says that David inquired of the Lord if he should go up against the Philistines. And God said, David, go up for I have given them on to your hand. So David went out and God wrought a great victory. In the sight of all Israel, God gave them the victory. The Philistines came again and David inquired again, should I go up? And God said, go up. And one more time, God gave David the victory. Hallelujah. Can you imagine what it is to have victory in your life? Can you imagine to feel so good that you feel like shouting and dancing and praising the Lord? I don't know about you, but I've been there at times that I feel so good inside of me. If I had wings, I would fly. Hallelujah. Because there's something about this Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That sometimes makes you feel just like running until you can't run no more. Shouting until you can't shout no more. Hallelujah. And that's the way David felt inside of him when God gave him the victory. David went down to Judah. Amen. And the reason that he went there was to get the Ark of the Covenant. And David took all the musicians and all the singers. And as they went to Judah because of the victory, they shouted and praised the Lord. Hallelujah. There was nothing in the heart of David that was more precious to him than the Ark of the Covenant. I believe with all my heart that if David would have to turn in all his riches to obtain the Ark of the Covenant, he would have done it. If he would have had to turn in his position for the Ark of the Covenant, he would have done it. For this simple fact that the Ark of the Covenant signified the presence of God and that God was with him. And David understood as long as I got God, I got everything I need. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you as long as you got God, that is everything that you need. I don't care where you live. If you live in a shack, but you have God, that is good enough. If you're sitting down eating refried beans, honey, that's good enough as long as you got God. If you're driving an old beat up car, it makes no difference as long as you got God. Because God is the channel and the resource of life. And David understood that this was the most precious thing that David could have. The glory of the Lord. I've seen the glory of the Lord God Almighty. I remember one time, Holy Revival was in Sacramento. There was a young girl that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And for three hours, she spoke in tongues in that service. When she came out, we went to the dining hall. And she went there, and as she started praying, she had such an unction upon her that she started speaking in tongues. You know how long she spoke in tongues? 
She spoke in tongues for three days straight. This is the glory of God. I've seen them run in the streets of New York City under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I've seen them fall in and dive into the baptistry with their suits on and their shoes on. I've seen them, amen, fall off of balconies. I've seen them run into the streets shouting the glory and the presence of God. Because I'm going to tell you down here, there is nothing like the glory of God Almighty. There is nothing that can compare to it. There is no drug. There is no alcohol. There is no party. There is nothing that can compare to the glory of God that has been revealed inside of us. David was on revival, hallelujah. And coming from Judah, going on to Jerusalem, something very terrible happened. The children of Israel were on their way back to the city of David. All of a sudden, as the Ark of the Covenant was being carried by a cart and oxen, all of a sudden it came to a particular place and it hit a rock. And when it hit that rock, all of a sudden that ark began to tilt over and it was going to fall to the ground. There was a man there by the name of Yusa that when he saw the ark about to fall, he stretched forth his hands to keep it up. And the judgment of God Almighty came upon him for the simple fact that it was not allowed for anyone who was not a Levite or of the family of Aaron to touch the sacred ark of God. And Yusa died that day. And what complexed David and confused David was the fact that the wrath of God had gone forth. And David understood this one thing. I cannot take the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem because I don't know the state of God. And I don't know the mind of God. And if I take it, amen, to Jerusalem and the wrath of God is still upon us, amen, he would wipe out Jerusalem. So David decided, I got to leave the house of the Ark of God at the house of Obed-Edom. And the scripture says that he left it there. And Israel went into Jerusalem without the Ark of the Covenant. They went without God. And to David, there was nothing more precious to him than God. His very wife, his very children, his very possessions could not substitute the glory of God Almighty. To him, God was his breath and life. To him, God was the reason of getting up in the morning and praising God. Amen to David. God was the reason in living in this world full of sorrow and misery. And David didn't know what to do because the glory of the Lord was no longer with Israel. Hallelujah. Samson was a man that knew what it was to feel what we are feeling. He knew what it was for the power and the glory of God to come upon him. And you know what great privilege we have that Samson didn't have? Was the fact that the Spirit would just come upon him. But with us, it abides in us. 
He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I don't care if you don't feel God or not. If you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God is residing inside of you. God has made his abode and he's not leaving unless you kick him out. But if you decide to keep him in, he's going to stay there to the very end. Hallelujah. And Samson knew the glory of God. When I get to heaven, I want God to allow me the heart of my desires of my heart. I want to say, God, I want to feel what Samson felt when the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. Do you know that in one instance that Samson killed a thousand men with the jawbone of an ass? Hey, man, can you imagine one man feeling so good and being so powerful that he literally wiped out a thousand men. I can't comprehend and understand this. But one thing that I do know, that when the anointing of God comes upon you, you are not the same. You're not going to react the same. You're not going to be the same. It'll make you get up when you don't feel like getting up. It'll make you shout when you don't got a shout. It'll make you run when this old flesh don't want to run. That's the glory and the power of God Almighty. Hallelujah. You know what made him lift up his head in pride was a simple fact that he was chosen of God Almighty. You know why I walk in every restaurant and every grocery store with my head up? Because I'm not just anybody. I'm a child of the living God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're a child of the living God, all hell cannot stand against you. I don't care if the devil himself came to me personally and wanted to take care of me. Amen. The word says, I give you power over the power of the enemy. And there ain't no devil in hell that can keep me from worshiping and praising and magnifying God Almighty. Hallelujah. But Samson fell into a snare. And the Bible says that when he told Delilah of where his strength came, and when the man came and Samson arose, the scripture says that Samson did not know that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. Hallelujah. He thought he was going to get up shouting again. Honey, you don't get up shouting unless God gives you a shout. Huh? You don't come to church unless the Lord puts a desire in your heart to come to church. You don't raise your hand unless the desire of the Spirit is inside of you. That's why I thank God that I'm in the house of God today because I could be bound somewhere. I could be tied somewhere in all my hangups. But glory be to the name of God. I can say what David said. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord and let us inquire of the Lord and behold his beauty. Samson got up by God. He felt as empty as empty could feel. It was not only the fact that they plucked out his eyes. It was the fact that God wasn't there anymore. 
Honey, I don't care if they suck out your eye. As long as you got God, you can still shout. Hallelujah. I've known people, amen, that couldn't see. I know a man right now that in the Korean War, his eyes, amen, were blown out from a grenade. But do you think that stops him from praising the Lord? Amen. He even gets up in the morning and says, man, it looks like a beautiful day. You know why he feels it's a beautiful day? Not because of what he can see. Not because of what he can touch. But because there's the life of God inside of him. And as long as the life of God is moving inside of you, your eyes are going to be open to the glory of God Almighty. You're going to be thankful. You're going to be grateful. You're going to praise God that you got eyes to see. David was in Jerusalem without the Spirit of the Lord. We went down to Louisville, Texas. And in Louisville, Texas, they have a restaurant there. It's called Ham and Eggs. It just opened for breakfast. Dallas Cowboys go there for breakfast. And if you go there, they guarantee you, you can't finish the thing. I ate there. Those pancakes are so huge, they flap over the plate. Those biscuits are so big, they look like somebody cut you a big piece of cake. I couldn't eat one-fourth of the meal that was there. They say even the linemen of the Dallas Cowboys can't finish their plate. Do you know where that came from? That came from the owner. And I met her. This owner, one day in a foreign country, was in a concentration camp. And when she was in the concentration camp, if there was one thing that she missed was food. She said, we were dying of starvation. We were dying without food. And I said, and one day I prayed to God and said, God, if I ever get out of this mess, I'm going to open up a restaurant that when people go there, I'm going to make sure they don't leave hungry because I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be without. And David was in Jerusalem as though he was in a concentration camp and the only thing he wanted was the glory of God Almighty. The only thing he longed for more than anything else was God in that place. And David cried within his soul, I need God. I gotta have God. I can't live without God. A few years ago, in Lodi, next to our hometown of Stockton, one of the pastors, his brother Valdez, when his son graduated, they went down to Mexico to celebrate his graduation. In the process of time, the pastor and his son went swimming. However, the story was, the father had an attack and started drowning. Then the son got into it. 
By the time it was all over, they both drowned. They died. When I heard that, I thought about Sister Valdez. And I thought within my mind, this is your life. This is all that you have. It is close to you that you can see and touch. I remember when God took my brother at the age of 18 years old. I remember my mama. Amen. The days after that, at 3 o'clock when he would come home from high school. Amen. She would be waiting for him to walk inside of those doors. You want to know why? Because this was where her life was centered around. And David was in the same situation. It was as though someone died in his life. It was as though, amen, things were not the same no more. And all that David wanted was the glory and the presence of God Almighty. All David wanted was to feel that Shekinah glory again. Amen. Because this was the longing inside of him. That was the thirsting inside of him. I don't know about you, but I couldn't go a week without coming to the house of God. I couldn't go a week without feeling the glory of God. I could could not exist without God being in my life. I don't care if they don't have no organ, no choir. Just let me be in the house of God, feeling the glory of God, and that's good enough for me. Hallelujah. And if I can't find it in church, hallelujah, let me find it in a secret place where I can shut the door, hallelujah, and knock on heaven's door and say, Lord, here I am again, hallelujah. And you know what I'm doing here? I just want to feel this glory all over again. I want you to walk with me. I want you to talk with me. I want you to be with me, God, that by the time I get out of here, I know that the glory and the grace and the mercy of God Almighty is with me. Me, that's all I want. Israel went to Jerusalem without the glory of God. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people that learn to live in Jerusalem without the glory of God. We have them in every church that we have. I never forget a story about an old whiner. He used to like to go to church every Sunday. He used to like to go to this big old church that had steps. And every day he would be there in his ugly self, his smelly self. And as people would walk up those steps, he would wave to them and say, Good morning. There was one man in particular he used to love to be. This man would come in his big old Cadillac. Nice fancy suit and that old wine. Look at him and say, Good morning, sir. Hi. That man used to hate that man. It disgusted him with that wine on every Sunday. And as time went on, this thing happened every Sunday. One day that man got bold. And that wine said, Good morning, sir. That man looked at him and said, why don't you go take a bath? You stink. Look at yourself. Don't you got any pride? Come in here every Sunday 
telling me good morning. He said, why don't you go clean yourself? You know what that old whiner told me? He said, why don't you look in the mirror and you see the same thing? You know why that one who was there every Sunday? Just to let that old boy know he wasn't nothing but a hypocrite. At least that wino knew what he was. At least that wino smelled of what he was. At least that wino dressed to what he was. But honey, this man pretended to have something that he didn't have. And that day when he looked in that mirror, the Holy Ghost came upon him and said, You're wretched, you're naked, and you're empty. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. You can be in Jerusalem without the glory of God. But there's a God in heaven that without his glory and his power, we ain't nothing. We don't got nothing. We don't have anything to lift our heads about. Unless we got the glory and the power of God Almighty. You know what I like about song leaders? The one that started tonight. Not because they sing good. But because they feel something inside. I know where I was. I know how God brought me out. And I give God the praise and the glory. Because one day I was lost. But I'm not lost no more. I was blind. But I'm not blind no more. And to God be the honor and the glory. We're in Jerusalem at the glory of God Almighty. I was a king. This old king used to get full of depression inside. He had his little game. Whenever it got real bad, he would call in the clown. The clown would come in and do his little trick. Or he knew it, he put a smile on his face. I know something about God's people. Put him looking. Hallelujah. Oh, but I want to know how God, God, God don't turn you on like that. How come God don't thrill you like that? How come God don't make you feel like running the aisles and jumping the pews and giving him the praise and the glory? And you want to know why sometimes we're in Jerusalem without the glory of God Almighty. But you know what people say? I've seen too much. That's right. You done seen too much. You've heard too much garbage. God didn't bring you here for all that garbage and everything you don't think is right. God brought you here to praise and magnify and glorify God. For the glory that God gave you. If you're not careful. You're going to die. And the glory of God's going to die with you. Until you don't have it no more. That old king. Hallelujah. He get happy again. That old clown left. And one day that king met up with a man. That man was telling him how miserable he was. That king told that man. He said you know. I got somebody to fix you. He said, you do? He said, yeah, I got a clown. He said, every time I feel bad, that old clown comes and makes me happy. He said to the king, he said, king, I am that clown. I'm going to tell you something. We got a whole lot of clowns. 
homies. They know how to shake your hand and tell you praise the Lord when they walk in. They know how to raise their hand when the shown leader tells you to raise your hand. Oh, but when it comes to the real glory, huh? when it comes to getting up and say, I feel like testifying tonight because God's been good to me. Because God's kept me. Hallelujah. I love testimonies of people that can get up and say somebody wanted to kill me. Amen. But God delivered me. I was once sick, but God raised me up. Amen. I didn't have an answer, but God became my answer. And I just want to get up and tell God that he's the great mighty God. I'm going to tell you something. When you got the glory of God inside of you, it's going to make you feel like shouting praising, glorifying God. You're not going to sit there like a bump on the log. You're not going to sit there like some sanctified donkey. You're going to get up and give God the glory and the praise because you Oh, hallelujah. Because I feel it. That's why people tell me, how come you shout so loud? Amen. When you preach, how come you're so loud? Because I feel like being loud. I feel like turning on the valley and say, bless God. The devil can't shut me up. This world can't shut me up. This place can't shut me up. I'm going to give God the praise and the glory. Oh, Micah was in Jerusalem. Without the glory of God. Huh? She had her name on the church register. She was in the ladies auxiliary. <laughs> Call up the pastor. Whenever she had a good idea. That's the way Michael was. Do you know what Michael couldn't stand? Somebody further than God. You know what's strange about it? We've had people come out of the streets, young people, drug addicts, gang members, hit bottom. You know what their parents are crying about? I want my son to straighten out. Then all of a sudden, sweet Jesus gets a hold of you. Huh? Their old son, they used to come in with a gun, now he comes in with the word of God. Huh? That man that was all messed up is, is his fix now. Hallelujah. Those parents come, amen, to that baptism and they're crying tears, amen. Because all of a sudden, amen, their son and their daughter ain't what they once were, hallelujah. But you know what blows my mind? Amen, that these young people get fervent in God. They get zealous in God. They are lovers and worshipers of God. And you know what their parents say? Yeah, I didn't mind them getting into church, but I didn't mean for them to become fanatics. I didn't mean for them to get crazy. I'm going to tell you something when God gets a hold of you you become a fanatic you become crazy for God you don't care what anybody says you're ready to shout you're ready to praise God you're ready to give God the honor and the glory I'm going to tell you something hallelujah as long as I got God I got a reason to shout and praise the Lord and give God the praise She almost had convulsions when she looked out the window and saw her husband throwing a fit. Dancing like a wild Indian. Huh? But you know, one thing she didn't have was what her husband had. I was in a revival one time in Long Beach, California. 
There was a sister there. She was in the Lord 45 years. She said, you know what used to turn me on every service? When Holy Ghost out moving. She said, people danced. She said, I used to love to see people dance. She said, the reason I never gave in to dancing was because I had one of these old Mexican stone-faced Indians for a husband. And I knew that if I ever danced, my God, he'd try to take me home and choke me again. See, but Pastor Mendoza, I'm going to tell you something. When you were preaching, all of a sudden I saw a black cloud over you. And as you were preaching, it came towards my way. And when it overshadowed me, it came down and I felt fire. And that fire came down all the way to my legs. And when I felt my legs, I felt like I had legs like an 18-year-old girl. And I said, forget my husband and forget everybody else. I'm going to praise the Lord with a holy dance. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you when the glory of God gets a hold of you, when the announcement of God gets a hold of you, you can do whatever you want because you're going to be right in gear and right on time and doing everything you want to do because this is the glory of the power of God Almighty. And one day, David was sitting down and somebody came and talked to David. He said, you never guess what's going on. He said, what's that? He said, you know the Ark of the Covenant? He said, yeah. You know the family of Obedidon that you left them in? Yeah. God's blessing him. <laughs> I think instead of having bacon, they had steak on their plates. Hallelujah. Instead of driving a 54, they were driving 97. Hallelujah. They said, God's there. And I'm going to tell you everywhere that ark of the covenant went, God sent forth the blessing. But you know what God gave, gave it excited? Was now he knew the mind of God. And he knew the state of God. And he said, go down and get that ark and bring it in. Because God, amen, is with us again. So they went down and got the ark of the covenant. And when they were coming into Jerusalem, amen, they started singing and playing and praising God. And you know what David did? The Bible says that David took off his kingly robe and he put on the garments of a priest. And David started praising the Lord. But he wasn't just praising the Lord in the old way. He was dancing with all his might. But you know why David was dancing with all his might? Because he didn't have God. But now he had God. And now he didn't care what anybody said. He didn't care what Micah said. I got God and that's all I want. I got God and that's all I need. That's all I have. And I'm going to praise God Almighty. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is the glory of God Almighty. This is what we thrive on. Nothing satisfies us but the presence of God in our lives. David found his sweetheart again. I remember a story of a man in Vietnam. His whole place was blown up, amen, by a grenade and he was in the hospital with another man. He thought to himself, he said, you know, when my wife comes, she ain't going to be able to love me because I'm so ugly. She had all this 
stuff running down his face from the burn in his face. He had a man right across from him that was in the same condition. And he saw that man when his wife came in, his wife took off her wedding band. She put it on the bed of that man and said, I can't look like this. I'm sorry. He walked out. That man thought within himself, when my wife comes, that's the first thing she's going to do. Because how in the world can she look at me like this? And that day when his wife came in, my God, she ran to him and kissed him all over his face. He looked at her and said, how can you kiss somebody so ugly? She said, honey, you've always been ugly. I love you the way you are. Hallelujah. That's the way David felt. Praise the Lord. That when the ark of the covenant came, he felt like kissing it. He felt like hugging it. He felt like just clinging to it and saying, God, don't ever leave me. I want you to stay with me. It wasn't the same without you. Every time I got up, I didn't have a song. Everywhere I went, I didn't feel like doing anything. I was depressed in my spirit but now that I have you God don't leave me you're everything I got you're everything I need you're the life of my soul and that's why David danced away he did one day brother Kilgore the pastor in Houston Texas his age, I believe, he's about 75 years old. He was standing on the platform and the Holy Ghost said, I want you to get on that floor and I want you to roll. He said, what? He said, I want you to get on that floor and I want you to roll. He was a pastor of a church of about 1,500 people. Huh? He said... I didn't feel no anointing to roll, be a holy roller. I just did what God wanted me to do. He said, so I got on that floor and I started rolling. He said, by the time I knew it, God filled 15 people with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know what I know about this God? There's going to be times he's going to require you, amen, to do the above average. And he's going to want you to want him more than you wanted him in all your life. I don't care. There's going to be times that God's going to come to you, either in your private prayer or in a service. And God's going to demand of you, amen, to give him worship and praise like you never did before. And you want to know why? Because God don't feel nobody but who's hungry and thirsty and wants it and sometimes God has to shake us until we are hungry enough for God Almighty. Hallelujah. One day I was in my church I was just standing there and the Holy Ghost said you ready? And when God said are you ready? I knew he was going to take me for a ride. I said, let's go. Before I knew it, the Holy Ghost and he came upon me, and I shot out running. And by the time I got to the front of the church, I started spinning like a top. Amen. Then all of a sudden, at that time, we didn't have no rug. I mean, I literally went back, amen, and hit that cement. 
I got up, stood up, and then God came down, and I hit that cement again. I got up until I was drunk in the Holy Ghost, until the ministers had to come and pick me up, until the ministers had to guide me. You say, why? I'm going to tell you why. Because there's going to be time God wants to know how much you really want Him, how much you really need Him, how much you really thought. Just wave them a little bit. Hallelujah. You know what God wants? He wants us to delight ourselves in Him. He wants us to get more excited. Amen. Than a football game. Than going down to the mall. Than getting a raise in our paycheck. God Almighty wants us. To get excited and thrilled on the glory and the majesty of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish with this. I remember a testimony of a young girl that used to love to dance. She was a ballet dancer. And one day when she was in prayer, the Holy Ghost came. And the Holy Ghost said, you love to dance, don't you? She said, yes, Lord. She said, I saw you when you were in the world. That was your delight. She said, you know what I want you to do for me right now? I want you to get up and dance for me. She said, are you sure? She, God said, that's what I want. And so she got up in her own way and started stretching her hands. And she started dancing before the Lord. You know what she said after that? She said, when I danced in the world, I felt good. But now that I'm doing it for the Lord, I feel even better. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. When you got this Holy Ghost, amen, there ain't nothing like it. Praise the Lord. And tonight the message is, is there a David in the house? Is there somebody here tonight that despite of everything that you got, despite your wife and your children and your car and your house and your money and your savings account and all your furniture, is there somebody here tonight that would rather glorify God and magnify God for the glory of God Almighty. I want us to stand and just give God praise and glory right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there a David in the house that cannot stand the fact that God is not here? And they are so much of David that God, unless we got you in our service, unless we feel the glory, unless we are touched, we're not satisfied. Is there a David here? Amen. That needs a touch of God. Because by the time you get up tomorrow morning, you're going to want to shout in your heart and a praise inside your show. You're going to want to go to work tomorrow and say, bless God. Oh, God, oh, man. Oh, God, oh, man. Can you imagine what it would be like not to have God? How empty we would be. 
I want somebody right now in your own way to reach out to God. And you know what I want you to tell him? I want you to tell him I'm glad you're here. Oh Lord, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I got somebody when I can't find my way. When the burdens of life have come down and I can't seem to find my way. I'm so glad I got somebody I can call on. I'm so glad I got somebody that can fix me up. I'm so glad I got somebody that can mend my problem. Oh, Lord, don't ever leave me. Lord, don't ever go. Here I am right now. I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out. I want you to know that you're everything. You're everything. You're everything I need. Brother, can you just play that on that guitar when the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart? There might be somebody here that's been away from the glory of God. You thought your family could fix it for you. You thought the drugs could help you out. You thought this world could fill your empty soul. But now you realize Hey man, ain't nobody like the Lord tonight. I want you to reach up. I want you to touch God. And I want God to fill you with the Holy Ghost until you feel like giving God praise and glory. Until you feel, amen, like going another mile and touching the kingdom of God.